really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. All right, guys. So this week we are going to talk about slimes, oozes, and gelatinous cubes. Don't forget puddings. Puddings. Puddings, too. (laughs) How weird. Uh, What a weird name for an entity. Yeah. There are so many versions of this entity. Is this the first one that we've done that doesn't typically talk? Yes. Does it ever talk? No, but it depends on what source material. But a typical, like your standard... Run of the mill. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. They don't even have, yeah. No intelligence there. Nah, just made of... um, Gooey stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is a hard one to talk about because it is. There is not really a specific origin. I don't think there's no like cultural system. There's. Uh, I actually read the article I got from made kind of a joke, but it makes sense if you think about it that. uh, the the founders of D and D might have seen the blob. Sure, yeah. Um, and I mean, because that and it would make sense because anybody who's familiar with that movie uh, will instantly understand why we talk about gelatinous cubes in a synonymous way, as it just fed and consumed and grew and traveled for more food. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I love the the ooze, the slime. All yep. of them. I love them so much. I, it's a. It's just such a like uh, campy my, monster type. You know, like it's so it's cheesy, but like also intimidating. You know. Heck yeah! Like what like do you? The, how do you fight one? You don't. I uh, mean, like with magic, the ad, yeah, the commoner. Some magic, yeah. Some magic, but yeah. Your your level one farmer, they're doomed. And I mean, if, if that's even if they uh, like have the time to see the the ooze and slime, you know, because like unless you're, in a, yeah, unless you're an adventurer who, it, I mean, I would have to say you'd have to be a little seasoned to to run across one in an adventure. Uh, you yeah. might not know that like that clogged drain or uh, the oil slick puddle in the basement or you know the. Uh, creepy green mold stuff that grows in the corner of that weird dank room in the corner of the house you know you might not know that that is just like an all-consuming mindless hunger pit yeah and i mean as far as where you can run into them they thrive everywhere essentially like they they're good in the dark they're good in the light they they don't they don't shy away from any kind of temperature i mean you probably wouldn't find one at in like winter mountains i would say but even and then, maybe not like a some. and maybe not like a barren desert without like a yeah. city established you know yeah no city no not a lot of water based stuff right but even then there's probably the rare occasion where you might find one right finding one adapting to that uh kind of a uh surrounding would be terrifying too because you that's an extreme you know like that's that would be horrifying yeah now i want to reflavor uh some some puddings and put them in the desert because that it would be scary as hell yeah it would (laughs) nowhere to go being chased by giant blobs of matter oh my goodness you and your party are in your third day without seeing water and like you you think you see a puddle in the in the like 
uh, foreground and you run toward it. It's not a mirage. There is oh liquid on, on the sand. The, <laughs> the mirage mimic of the that would be uh, Yeah, oh. that would be so dope. A mirage ooze. That is terrifying. That is a terrifying thought. Sand pudding, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> sand pudding. Yes. Ooh, we're on to something here. Exactly what you think of. So did you guys, in your... Um, in your research, really find any difference between the slime, the ooze, the pudding, the gelatinous cube? I mean, minus like some very specific uh, actions or skills, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not really. And I think those like specific actions or skills are really highly dependent on the surrounding, I would say. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, even like the way they're described is pretty much the same. Like some of them are more like translucent and yeah. that was typically the one I I think of is like the ones you can kind of see through. But mm-hmm. then there's like the the thicker ones, the more like oil slick looking ones that like are more like of a, a they give me more of a corruption feel you know okay like yeah you might I mean, find that, it like a tar pit or something right yeah due to their environment like they've yeah. taken on that darker mysterious gross yeah. so i mean type. other than that though like we're dealing with a pretty standard standard monster here <laughs> I, it, it's a little bit hard to talk about because we don't have we don't have that you know long storied history or I, there yeah. I think there is a god of the oozes in D and D I believe so like other than the pudding king yeah uh, maybe it might be the same one also pudding okay. king is an awesome thing that yeah just sounds mm-hmm. super cool. Um, but I don't know about the Pudding King. Um, but no, I was like reading lists of, uh, you know, gods and stuff recently in D&D. And there was one that is in charge of the oozes. Because there's one that's in charge of everything. But like, I don't I don't think that there's like ooze, an ooze church, you know, Church of the yeah, Slimes or something. No. <laughs> I think they're just doing what they're doing. And there's someone up there that's like rooting for them. But... And- and, like, that kind of makes sense because, like, the god of chaos is Lolth, and I, and she she really does embody that. And so maybe, like, a god of the ooze is just, like, hunger incarnate, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that actually tracks really, I mean, um, what's that uh, sin? What's the sin? Gluttony? Uh, gluttony, yeah. 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 So that kind of absolutely. like a, a god of gluttony. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's an interesting concept. Like gluttony maybe, incarnate. Yeah. Maybe his form is like the uh, the expanse of the universe. You know. Yeah. Ooh. Because because yeah. like it would just be slowly like eking Creeping, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in all directions at the same time, and just like and. Uh, all oozes are amorphous and fill their space that they're in, so. And oozes, they they do hunt, right? But yeah. I feel like some versions of the ooze, and maybe not just specific to D&D, but, like, they don't even necessarily know that, like, I, I kind of picture them as something that's maybe sentient, but, like, they probably don't see or smell or hear like I, that's how I picture them. Yeah, like, I feel like they're um, they're like jelly they mold. mold. Yeah. So they yeah. kind of latch on to something, and once they know they're touching something, then they absorb it, or they just roll, I mean, roll through roll through a group of adventurers, and oops, you're stuck in the. And they're like, oh wait, go back, go back, yeah. put it in reverse. Yeah, like the picture of the the. Uh, gelatinous cube is funny to me because it's just got like a sword and a skull kind of just chilling inside of it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel like 
classic pitcher has like two full ass skeletons. Yeah, I think it does. And there's like, uh, I've seen a picture with just like a screaming dwarf, just like forever in stasis. Yeah, of, of it, oh, like Russ. that is cool, <laughs> but also terrifying. I have like a running graveyard of like failed 3D prints that I've like for some reason or another I just you know didn't work enough to to paint them, um, and I'm saving them because I would really like to make a large gelatinous cube statue yeah. with my failed prints like inside and like semi outside cool. of it. That's yeah, really just, cool. Do some like semi tinted yeah. poured epoxy resin, you know, and just kind of like buff it out until it's real shiny and oil slick, and then just paint anything that sticks out like whatever color I, would, I want, and I, then I would love to see that. That is so yeah, cool. it's a it's a, it's one of those like, do I have enough people and like random objects and sure, like body yeah. parts? You know what I mean? Like paint a couple. Can I style this yet? A couple bricks, yeah. you know, just maybe random. like a table or a keg or something <laughs> yeah. thrown in there. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I love that. Yeah, it, it's you know you see all those people making the really cool like dioramas of like deep sea scenes and yeah. stuff like that, and I. The only thing that I've ever really like been like, yeah, let's pour a po- dangerous poisonous epoxy resin uh, is is for a gelatinous cube because I think it's very fitting. That's you know? a very cool idea. <laughs> so, uh, have you guys had a lot of experience with gelatinous cubes in your gaming? Specific, kind of. specifically gelatinous cubes. No, well, oozes or slimes. I mean, yeah, I I don't think I've ever fought a gelatinous cube. In any way, but I've been fighting them slimes for a decade, you know? Like Yeah. I yeah, I mean They're they're pretty prominent in WoW, right? Oh yeah, they're yeah. They're all over. I've recently started playing again because we talked about it and it sparked up some Of course. I I knew it was gonna happen. I I, I wasn't gonna mention it, but I, I was like, Well, we were talking about WoW a lot and I'm pretty sure he's gonna wanna go back. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and it's it's cool. It's different now. Yeah. And are you I, playing vanilla or? No, I'm playing okay. the newest stuff because there's the vanilla is too much of a grind. But hey, man, there's a lot of oozes in there still. I was yeah. fighting uh, oozes in a, you know, tropical troll-filled island just the other day, and they had these awesome. faces too. I don't think they said Ew. anything, but like they were like, like the way they were animated was kind of like this shifting like translucent black orb that was kind of constantly falling in on itself but it had this like uh dark shadow for a face that was kind of like munching down on you while you fought it that's pretty cool actually and it was in the black tar pits of like there was like giant skeletal t-rexes you know walking around and stuff it was it was it was cool fighting them in the bubbling pools of (laughs) of tar i think my favorite one uh that i fought has been in final fantasy and that's where the, uh, I first saw like the Pudding King title. Sure. And they they used it in a like a dungeon that was like once like a really big lab that had just gotten consumed by shit. Yeah. And so the Pudding King was a giant like turd. It makes me think of like a Rat King. Yeah. But, but for oozes <laughs> yeah and it would and it would absolutely be poop it was hilarious yeah no i i love when people play around with the uh the ooze idea and there's some really awesome ones um one that i know you'll appreciate melina that i didn't really think about until we were talking right now is um kind of the sludge monster from uh, spirited away just like where you yeah. had to pull the bike out of it and then it all kind of Turned out it wasn't a, you know, an ooze monster. Yeah, that that one. Um, Would you guys consider Grimer and Muck from Pokemon ooze yeah, monsters? Of course, I, I would. Right? They're they're yeah. uh, they're made of like sludge and stuff. I think they yeah, they're they highly in. toxic in the Pokedex. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna probably get some backlash because you can't assume things about pokemon i know you know there's gonna be like a ton <laughs> of dudes older than us who are like uh do you even play pokemon bro yeah. 
Yeah, actually, they don't fall under the pudding family. They're more of a, uh, a toxic something. I don't know. But they they can fit in our in our uh, ooze family. Yeah, I feel like that would uh, be a pretty accurate description if we were doing a, yeah. you know, You're like drawing a line here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have you guys ever heard of the that time I got reincarnated as a slime anime? I actually kind of loved the beginning of that. I, I love that I show. Lo- <laughs> I just you love do? it in general. Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched it in a while, but like I watched the whole beginning of it and it's so fun and clever and yeah. just like goofy, but it's uh it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, like, I die and wake up in a new fantasy world. And then um, he wakes up as, like, this super overpowered slime and convinces this dragon that's trapped uh, in, like, this thing to, like, he absorbs the dragon, basically, and takes on his powers and then absorbs all this magical ore that's in this rare cave. And then he he can literally absorb anything and then gain its powers, and he just ends up uh, creating a whole monster army. But cool. it's a really cool. I mean, it's it's like, anime. It's got a lot of anime yeah. tropes and stuff like that. But it's a fun way to play around with the slime. I yeah. want to watch that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And I love I love the anime for the biggest reason. I think is because it kind of gives the slime, um, you know, it, it finally lets the slime get a win. You know, because mm-hmm. the slime's always like if you don't think about it that much, you kind of just kill it and move on or like yeah. find the the sewer that it's spawning them and take care of it yeah but, and honestly like you kind of want to you know yeah I mean, <laughs> you do that that's for the greater good of everyone <laughs> but like yeah. in this anime it, it gives him the win and uh you get to see like the potential for what a ooze can do i think um that one's a little over the top because he's like immediately overpowered and has every ability, but um, really cool. It's worth a worth a watch. Yeah, if you're into that right. kind of stuff. We just um, experienced a uh, an ooze monster in our D and D campaign that I DM. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's actually the second um, gelatinous creature I have fought. Yeah. Well. Technically, the first one we didn't fight. We, I should say, encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I in in our last campaign with that that Alex did. Yes, uh, he um, <laughs> that Alex runs. We encountered a I, what I believe was a gelatinous cube. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, it wasn't a cube shape, but it was yeah, a gelatinous cube. It was. It was a gelatinous gelatinous form. cylinder. It's gelatinous cylinder. Yeah. Clogging up some uh some cylinder. nice fey waterways. Yep. Um Ooh. I was very cautious about it. My party members did decide to almost lose their magical weapons and just straight attack it, which as Melina I would have loved to just say, Don't fucking do that. But uh You could uh, my my Ophi character Graylin, uh, she just knew she didn't want to lose her shit um, <laughs> or die. So, didn't. Yeah, you were the only one who really held back, weren't you? Yeah, because that. Our paladin is... went straight on with their sword. Yeah. I mean, I like to think that Graylin's more, more uh, observant than, than just straight in for the attack of something she doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's weird because it's like I, I can't think the way you know some of these adventurers would be thinking, but yeah. me as as Dylan, the, the monster hunter level one, um, I would uh, not think smashing the giant blob with a blunt weapon would do anything. Even you know? a sharp weapon, in my opinion. Yeah, like, you know, if if you're fighting something that is a blob and you can't see a brain a mouth, organs, or anything that would lead to, like, you thinking cleaving it in half would kill it. Yeah, critical like, damage you, points or something. You know, what, what's stopping a blob that can move on its own from getting cut in two and now being two blobs that can move on their own? 
and yeah. uh, nothing in, in this case because that's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either that or you just straight up lose your stuff and hopefully yeah, you can get I'll, it out. And, yeah, because you know, in in D and D, they have pretty strict penalties if you get your weapon stuck. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, D and D is always oh, trying to steal your magical shit. Cool. Yeah, this, you don't deserve yeah. it, damn it. Yeah, you gotta balance it. Lose your magical stuff. <laughs> so my first encounter with a gelatinous cube was actually in a real dungeon. And when I say real dungeon, I mean, like, playing D&D, and we were in a dungeon crawl that was a literal dungeon and not just a house that we were, like, going through the map. Clearing out, yeah. Yeah. So um, we... We're like in a T-shaped hallway and there was two doors on either end of like the top, you know, and then there's one down the center. And in one of the doors, we had engaged in combat with a, fuck, a beholder. Oh. Which are very powerful. And yeah. I think we were like level three. Oh, um, shit. We were losing... Our ranger decides to open the other door and then immediately close it because it contains a gelatinous cube. Um, the ranger then proceeds to think, if I can get some of this gelatinous cube and shoot it at the beholder, and then we just close the door. No. <laughs> we did that. That's awesome. I remember because he shot an arrow with a little bit of the cube on it, right? Yeah, he took like, I think he could do like three arrows at the time, like with a special something. I It was... That is very it, creative. I would have let that yeah. happen too. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that definitely fulfills Rule of Cool for me. Yeah, yeah, that, and this is in 1.5 edition, so I don't remember exactly the rules. Yeah, wow. that's what I learned on. Um, 1.5, oof. Yeah. yeah. It was it was very fun. It's actually probably the most similar to the um, yeah. Ivy. Oh, really? I've heard than that. Than any of the other ones, just because of it's like the original rule set plus like the thing, a couple additions and tweaks that didn't make sense after. So they, you know, put out a, like the advanced edition, which yeah. is Mark Five. Um, and it, yeah, it was. It's really, it was a really fun way to learn, and it was an extremely creative solution to a beholder and a gelatinous cube. And then we just shut both doors and exited the dungeon. How many? And people what a were good like. Oh. oh, go ahead. Um, I believe we had. It was. There was, I think, four or five of us. Yeah, so your DM's evil. I mean, throwing a yeah, beholder that's fucked up. Five, <clears throat> even five through level three characters. You mm -hmm. got, you got to kind of let your party get away with the creative solution. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's a good way to tell your party, like, yeah, there's going to be stuff you can't do if you meet it head on, but you can do anything in this yeah. game. You know, if you can figure out a, a legitimate way. Yeah, absolutely, and like. Um, he kind of had a similar thing to the rule of cool, where it's it's just like as long as you can give me an explanation and like I might make you do an extra roll for it, but if you can if you can give me the numbers and the and the reasoning, then just do it. So yeah. you can do it. Except for summon steed, right? No reasoning with that spell. It's true. I couldn't get my steed. He wouldn't let me have my steed. Like, Why? like you can summon this because once you get to a, whatever level it is as a paladin, you can summon, summon a steed. steed. Yeah, yeah. But like, he was like, "No, you have to wait like three days." So like, finally, I convince him to let me summon the steed, and then we never played again. No, he just has something against magical horses. Your horse is like trapped in the the gateway between. The astral and physical plane and never, shit. Never reaching his goal of summons. Constantly galloping towards the sound. That's how sad. This podcast is pro-magic horses. We are. Yeah, it let <laughs> your, we are we're pro-companions. We're pro-summoning. Oh gosh, I might be less pro-companions next 
right. next time. Everyone always wants a, a, you know, some kind of familiar or something. You have to have the ability to control your own familiar to yeah. have a familiar, I think. Yeah, I and think like, so too, but I feel like the DM should also still voice anything but the, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like, even if you have a cat, the DM should be like, meow, right? Like, never, I, I guess I've never really thought about that because, like, I've never made any sounds for Wittershins, but now I'm middle I have to. Oh, no, I have. I have. I made sounds of him, like, welching and stuff when you eat a heart. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, in D&D, you get to control your character t- to its extent, right? Yeah. But you, unless, like, some kind of mind swap spell happens, you're only playing your character. So even yep. if, like, even if you're having a chat with your mom, the DM is your mom, you know? Yep. Like yes. that's why That's why all of us DMs are, are crazy. Yes. Just, We're all insane. So you know, yep. And I... <laughs> And some of our characters are also insane. <laughs> yes, I mean my characters fucking. Nuts. I was just about to say, Stampy is absolutely on your list. <laughs> he is. He does not make the decision you would ever think he's gonna make. And I it literally baffles my character. <laughs> baffles him. I mean, he baffled me as Molina. Probably baffled. Yeah. The oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the only reason that your god hasn't fucking smited you yet. Yeah, he's probably slowly turning into the god of chaos just because of my. <laughs> he has you as a follower. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Nobody knows what we're talking about. No. Oh, we'll get into it. I'm sure. Yeah. If he'll you, pick up the pieces. Yeah. Slowly. If you guys really like this, we'll eventually make some deep dive campaign episodes or something where we talk about yeah. our our campaign at length but it's not over yet so um okay so cool we kind of talked about where we first saw them right yeah mm-hmm. um yeah yeah mine's pokemon if, if we're pokemon if we're you know honestly, if we're considering it yeah same i guess i like yep because i was so young and I'm trying to think of, like, because I feel like I've always known what a ooze is. I mean, I don't want to just say World of Warcraft, because I know, I like, obviously, Pokemon came before then for me. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I... Mean, I blob, I think, is everybody's for real, but... Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know, maybe if we also want to consider Flubber? Flubber. Flubber. Uh, yeah. Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. Yep, Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters is actually a pretty solid one, even though he was like ectoplasm. Like, yeah, you know. But what is a slime? Oh, <laughs> I mean, right. It's it's a you know same thing. It's a it's something <laughs> different you know? name or whatever. Yeah. Um. Oh, one other thing I was thinking about saying um with your party, like when you're playing D and D and you're like, I want to kill this monster because it might have some cool loot. The thing about the slime is you can kind of just tell if you need to kill it or not, right? If you're not trying, like, you can just look inside to see if there's cool loot. You can just run around it. It can't, it can't move that fast. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I will say, also, because of that, which is also how we destroyed this, our, our slime, Moonbeam is one of the most effective ways to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, probably. I mean, and if we're going to go there, like, Moonbeam is an exceptional spell. All around. In, in general, yeah. In general. Too. In general. It, it It is, like, almost annoyingly awesome. I do you like know? Moonbeam a lot. I it, feel it's like... It's a great spell. Are, can you cast it indoors? I know you can, but, like... You can, but you... I mean, you probably destroy stuff that's susceptible to Radiant. Yeah, I, mean, I think it depends on the height. We're, we're usually in... um places that are only one level yeah or we're so outside probably just go through the roof but yeah. every now and again when we're in places that are you know i'm just thinking mer- like when you're you, when you're in that underwater temple and you cast moonbeam exactly. like which you might open up a hole in the wall right and now water's flooding in and i don't think moonbeam destroys surfaces though like that yeah probably not no. Never Girl. looked into that before. I don't know. Moonbeam just seems like such a destructive thing. It, like, I, I, my if mind. I were to, like, yeah, if I were to, like, like see it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. 
everything in that cylinder is gone. I yeah, mean, like it would you would see a flash of light and then you'd hear like whatever the fuck it just tore through. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, you know what I picture? You know the uh door in Harry Potter? The death door that's like in the Yeah. The yeah, hallway. I picture like that, but like in a beam. Okay. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. I can't picture that. In the, the death like, order of the Phoenix when, uh, okay. when uh, what's his butt dies. I just I feel like it's a beam of radiant light mm-hmm. falling dealing with like some ghostly. kind of transcendent the some beam of energy. Yeah. No, I mean it it's a cool spell. It will it'll mess up your slimes. Honorable mention to the uh the one piece slime too, um that's like super late in the series where it's like uh it's also basically what, like, a ball of 2000. poison. Not quite 2000. No, it's in the, <laughs> the punk hazard arc um, where they're like on this island that they've been using for um, testing chemical weapons of mass destruction. And it kind of all culminates into this like smiling giant poison jelly. So cool. yeah, it is That's awesome. cool. Yeah, and it it just eats everybody up and turns them into like, it basically petrifies them as it goes through them rather than leaving them. Also, like it's one piece, so like you can, you know, basically chisel them out of the stone and they're fine, kind of thing. So, that's how their mass weapons of mass destruction work so far. I, I, I think I'm, I think that's how it is. Because, but um, they they it I think it's worth a mention because it's a cool poison version of the slime those slimes they evil uh, i uh, you'd have to have intent right to sure be evil? i think so they're not sentient they can't yeah. be evil. yeah i don't think that they have a decision to be like oh that's a baby i can't eat that because it's a baby you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it will, they're eat, also, it will eat the baby, right? Yeah, but it, but it's not eating the baby because, like... We'll also eat your shoes and, you know... Yeah, you know, you know it'll eat anything. Your like, dog and your grandma. It can't see. It can't, like... Just an entity of, like, chaos in that sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't have morality. It can't have morality. It was given its... It was, like, created or whatever the fuck, however it came On, about. however, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it has something to do with that god we were talking about, the lords of fucking you, hell or some shit. Do, yeah. you, do you think it's um, a predator? In this, If you go off, like, the gluttony theory, it's it's like a predator in the sense that it, like, it just represents consumption. And Yeah, I would say it's, like, more of, like, a force. You know what I mean? Like, how, like, wind happens and rain happens, like... There is just like this force where a buildup of this shit happens, and then all of a sudden, like it consumes and consumes and consumes until it's taken care of, or you fall through it. You know? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I I feel like the slime doesn't even have to eat, right? Um, Do you think it has like to if feed? it's a, if it's not available? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like can it just sit around and do nothing? I mean, uh, in our in our campaign, you know, our players entered into this room twice uh, before actually like inspecting the well that was clogged, and you know the the slime did nothing until it was disturbed. You okay. know what I mean? And so, like, I who knows how long it had been there? You know? I, yeah. Uh, they didn't get. They didn't do any research. They just fucking slaughtered the thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's the ultimate know. omnivore, right? I mean, it, it can eat anything. Anything. So yeah. I don't necessarily think it would seek out, you know, sentient creatures or f- meat no. or anything. Only I think only if it knew it was there, and by that it needs to be disturbed physically or, or with sound. Yeah, if it has the ability to move around like the one that we encountered was like in a place and Mm -hmm. like once it was disrupted and out like it engaged in the area it had if a slime or an oozer whatever is like in an open area it's going to always like roam 
Yep. So it's like a Roomba. A yep. Roomba. I, a I would Roomba. say that, like, if, like you said, if it has the space, it will move. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and probably, you know, but because it's moving, it will consume things. But at the same time, like, if a slime is moving and it falls into a hole that can contain it and, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it can't falls. move. Yeah, like, it can't move. I mean, it could, it, the one you guys encountered could climb enough to get out. But, I mean, that's, like, you could argue that it was, like, capillary effect, really. Um, but, I mean, some of them can, like, some of them, obviously the cube is is a little bit different, but it can, like, go under doors and, like, break its mm-hmm. body into, like, a, a liquid almost. And, yep. like, there's a picture in the monster manual of it being the mortar between bricks. Yeah. And that, like, like that would be one of those op- options where, yes, it can move, but it doesn't need to if yeah. it's, you know, if I it's think, somewhere where it can consume. I think one of you said earlier a uh, point that kind of made me think, like, oh, yeah, that's what slimes are, is, is a mold, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because yep. they'll, they thrive in certain environments, and they, you know, attack certain things with it just moves around it's it's, yep. it's doesn't it's not confined to you know being stuck to a wall or a surface it's yep. just it's gonna if it touches something and it likes it it's gonna attach and grow yeah and uh there's i think there's this weird new molds i mean and by new i mean like discovered sometime yeah. recently uh and it, i don't remember too much about it but it was like yellow and it could like move itself not grow yeah but like like you know if it was stretched out like this and it wanted to be over here it would just like move that's you know. terrifying we and and <laughs> real yeah and like some kind of intelligence in in that like it it has mobility you sure. know what i mean and like yeah that's what it makes me think of really is that you know, you can't communicate with that. There's not going to be a way to even send electrical impulses that no. would get that thing to do or say or react any other way than, oh, shit, there's food over there. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, I don't. I, I, mean, I, I doubt, like, people even really control them. Like, I'll, maybe having a tiny little gelatinous cube Roomba in your dungeon just to keep it clean. Like, But I, could you, I mean, how would you keep it small? Like, would you routinely, like, cull the size so that you could reduce it to where it's manageable, or? you Every time it doubles oh. in, you chop it in half and sell it to another wizard, right? I mean, that would be actually, <laughs> what what a cool wizard business, right? <laughs> the yeah. whiz biz. Yeah. <laughs> You're using it in in villainous purposes. You can use it to, like, clear your your last dungeon i mean like your last hideout of all all of its organic matter all of its that's true every kind of matter yeah and yeah that's loose. true actually hmm. and then i mean you could just leave it there and pretty much be content that even if somebody does come looking for it they're probably going to get trapped in the ooze you know yeah yeah and then if you need it again you can just go back cut some off Bring it to your new place. It'd be like That's if you, I feel like if you just left a a slime in a, a dank, deep, dark dungeon somewhere and it left it undisturbed for long enough, it would just fill up the entire dungeon. Yeah, like encased in jello, basically. I I'm also curious, like when you cut a piece off and you want to transport it, like how exactly can you do that? Can you throw it into like a vial and it not consume the vial that it's in? Can you throw it in a bag of holding and not end Ooh. up with like all of your stuff in there gone, but a giant fucking slime when you try to take it out? Yeah, like I mean, maybe a a vial. Is that you know? That's what I'm thinking. Like, would it once it touches the vial, would it start to yes. gain you know size or whatever, and like start to encompass it, condensate more itself to the outside yeah. of it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I. Bet you would have to have some kind of very specific magic <laughs> glass or something. Yeah, I could see that. That would have to be it. And it can't be like that. Can't be penetrated. Yeah, some kind of like okay, this is my vial for slimes. I have some like protection spell where it's like there's an energy force inside the vial so that the 
ooze is not actually touching the vial. It's just being trapped in an energy force. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. I mean, how you do that, I have no idea, but like, you know, yep. it would be interesting to see, like, you know, I accidentally put a vial full of gelatinous cube in my bag of holding. And now my whole bag of holdings in a gelatinous cube. <laughs> yeah. Where'd my gold go? <laughs> what if eventually it takes over the whole bag of holding too? Right. I mean, and that's <laughs> the thing, like, does a bag of holding spell contain a gelatinous cube? Well, I mean, eventually there is a uh, there is a limit to what you can hold in a bag of holding. It has a yep. set space. So Yep. Yep. And I but believe will it, it is attempt- a I feel like That's, if you keep throwing shit in there to feed it, it will eventually be too big for the... Yeah, uh, and you think you have, like, you know, 25 spaces available in your bag, and, you know, it's not only eaten all of your stuff that you already threw in, but it's taken up, like, 20 of those spaces, so... How mean like, would it be as a DM to give your party a bag of holding with a slime in it, and they don't know? Like... I was gonna say, like, just leave it in a dungeon, it's hmm. another party. Problem. Did you investigate the bag? Because now, yeah, right, slime. yeah. yeah now I'm gonna and see now. Now I'm gonna have to do that because <laughs> no, I right. would be terrified I would of picking do up that. a bag of holding. Yeah, that's a trap. <laughs> I know Olivia, Olivia and Drew had some crazy bags of holding with so many opportunities to lose all of our stuff. We have the bear of holding. I like the bear of holding a lot. Bear of holding is that's- cool. We haven't used its skill, right? No, I don't think so. It's okay, like if cool. it dies as a bear, all of your stuff is scattered into the uh, one of the crazy realms. It's like getting hit in Sonic, but on steroids, man. Yeah. See, I want to put like a, I want to put something we need for the campaign in the bear of holding. Let the bear of holding die in a fight, and then force our DMs to let us go to another dimension to get this thing. I'm down. You know what? Lorne is down. We're already going to be going to other dimensions, honestly. Honestly, yeah. But we yeah. should we should fast track that though. We should fast. We've been fast tracking everything in there. We're like, hurry up! We want our boat. I don't. I didn't do it on purpose because I honestly I didn't know much about Stampy when I designed Lorne, but I feel like. I designed, like, the absolute worst character to combine with Stampy. Oh, yeah, you're fueling my fire, man. That's dangerous. I I, I was telling uh, Ellen's cousin about, like, the uh, kitchen with the carpet. <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, he 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 was just like, I, I'm, I was like, I, yeah, we couldn't let it go. He was like, you, you still can't let it go because you're talking about <laughs> you it right it now. And I'm like, I know, dude. I, I, it's, it's, it's horrible. Bad. We it's almost bad. started a crusade against uh, grocery stores. Yeah, I mean, and the only reason I didn't let Stampy go through with the complaint uh, was because I already had the bomb. That was literally yeah. the only reason. No, like, yeah. I, I'm there pretty no sure reason. Warren would have been would have loved just to watch the chaos of bureaucracy work its way through. I that. know, right? I yeah. I was like, I literally had something in my my weekly notes of like, file a complaint with the local health inspection agency for carpeted kitchens, like. That's not a thing I feel like I should have in my Dungeons and Dragons notes. I don't think anybody's ever done that in Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> but it, it it worked out pretty well. I mean, you never know. <laughs> That's true. If any of you guys listening have uh, filed a complaint with a bureaucratic party or uh, what would you guys call it, uh, division health in code, your D and D campaigns, yeah. yeah, yeah. If if any of you guys have done that, let us know because we would love to. T- talk about it yeah you're telling me there were never any health code violations reported in the adventure zone maybe um (laughs) there might have been well now 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 that we know um our uh podcast is pro magic horses and anti-carpeted kitchens it's time to take a short break hey guys welcome back to another middle of the episode dylan here uh, slimes this week, one of my favorites. 
of all time. And I can, uh, I guess I should apologize. We got really off track. Uh, that's okay, though. If you guys enjoy hearing us talk about our campaigns and would like to hear about it more, or if you'd like us to stop talking about our campaigns and just get back to the monster at hand, uh, either way, let us know at morningswmonsters at gmail.com. As always, huge thank you to at Cake on Instagram for the amazing cover art. If you want to see more, check it out. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tell all your friends, all your nerdy friends and family about us. Uh, but that's all I got for you. Make sure check in every, every Friday at 8 a.m. I'll let you get back to the rest of your episode. Enjoy. See you next week. Bye. All right, we've rode our magical jelly horses back from our oh, break. That sounds cool. To <laughs> answer some prompt questions. Welcome back. Is that, what you, is that what you want? How you want to see them in the media? Jelly horses? No, I just want one. That would be super cool, though. I I have what I want to see them, but we'll we'll save that for a few right. questions. I think. Um, slimes are they are they overrated? Do they underrated? It's tough because it depends on what you're talking about. If you're an adventurer, I think you're probably appropriately rating a slime. Think so, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. hopefully, I, and, I and, and that's with hopeful eyes. But yeah. yeah, I think they are severely underrated in D and D specifically because. You're like, gelatinous cube, yeah, we're level 10. Who cares about that? And then you run into things like the ochre jelly and the black pudding, and you don't know what they do, and mm-hmm. they mess you up, and they can be a really creative tool in a storytelling, in a, from a storytelling sense if you yeah. mess around with them enough. I change my answer. It's going to be appropriately rated as a low-level character, underrated as a high-level character. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have to agree with that, level? yeah. It, like, never really changes. They're always going to be... Like, you're never going to get better at fighting a slime. Because the slime's always going to, like, do the same thing that can't... Like, unless you're magical and you, like, find, like, a magic one-shot for a slime, like, you're not going to get better at fighting slime. Like, they're going to consume you. Yep, and it's something that you're always going to... Have, you know you're going to have to like basically etch away at you know uh, Evan would have one trick if it's not on cooldown and I'd have to throw a throwing axe to do it or risk losing my magical one you know I, I'm not about to you know Evan is as a character is not about to like grow through that he he knows exactly that he cannot fight these things yeah. no matter what you know what I mean but then at higher levels like I would be inclined to sit back and let our magical people take advantage of that. But, you know, like Dylan was saying, maybe it's something that's going to throw us for a loop and we're underestimating it because, well, I know not to fight these things. So I'm not going to add that in, you know? Yeah. And like some of the, some of the more like uh, lesser known uh, slimes, they have some crazy stuff they can do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think underrated in D&D and overrated in everything else. <laughs> Just because they have they have their it's one of those monsters that's used so much in 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 um many other things and they it's easy to make them super super powerful and all over the place and infesting entire, you know, uh, at least from my, what I've seen. And there's only so there's only that vein only goes so deep i mean without getting very very creative so sure but they've also they people have i mean the time i was reincarnated slime they took it to like the max so i do want to add for the like higher level being underrated in D D. I think we forgot to mention that they're all immune to like charisma based skills yeah and it makes that it makes your job a lot harder as a player to find creative ways to deal with this thing if you're going to, you know, not risk losing a hand or a weapon or more. Yeah, I think the cool thing, especially at low levels, is how creative you have to be 
with them because you really got to think or you will quickly get swallowed up and there's not much you can do. Yep. Run away. Run away. (laughs) Uh, Do you think people misunderstand the slime at all? I I think there's one thing and it's something I mentioned earlier that I found is that um, there is a a god of the oozes. Yeah, I think that's the only thing really. Yeah. uh, It's fragments or offspring of the demon lord jublex j-u-i-b-l-e-x um the faceless lord and it's one of the few beings that can control oozes and imbue them with a modicum of intelligence so oh so like there are there are instances of like intelligent uh, slimes enlightened slimes is that what they call it? essentially yeah um that's cool but it says still that most of the time they have no sense of tactics or self-preservation. Um, but uh, th- I think that's probably the one thing that yeah. there is someone rooting for the slimes in the background. <laughs> Creating them even, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think outside, that... Yeah, outside of that, I feel like, I mean, out, maybe like how they would come to be on an individual level. Like I, I still struggle with you know how did how did this get here where did it come from yeah i mean it's magic mold i I would that's what my brain goes to that's kind of what yeah that's usually my explanation yeah um some kind of just like a bunch of stuff happened or a very huge change happened and like because of that this residue built up yeah exactly like a sewer was you know people were drinking magic potions and then using the ba- the sewer systems and it messed with some stuff. Sure. <laughs> Basically. I kind of can picture, like, if this god of the oozes is putting a magical something, curse, whatever, on, like, a liquid or jelly-type thing, and then essentially, like, as the liquid falls away, like, there's this slime or this gelatinous cube that is now not sentient, but, like, here to do this... Consumption. Consuming. Well, yeah. in the Monster Manual, which is where I found it, it kind of seems like they are pieces of this entity's being. Because it literally says fragments or offspring. So there's probably some big jelly in the sky, right? <laughs> That's, yeah. like, falling apart and making babies. Ooh. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yep gross yeah it's so oozes are god's not some like primordial ooze semen (laughs) (laughs) why is that so gross yeah that's nasty you made it so much weirder yeah i mean that's my goal here (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're here everyone um okay i i got one more prompt question for you guys my favorite um, how would you use them in media or gameplay? Anything creative you guys have thought while we've been talking about this? Obviously, the ooze horse is fan favorite. I would love to see, like, your party, and you're walking into a forest, and, like, all of a sudden you hear, like, giggles and, like, the soft tinkling of, like, dinner chiming. You know, like, dinnerware clinking together. And uh, the closer you get, like... A soft, warm light comes through the trees. You're enticed because, you know, it's nighttime, you're in a forest. Like, who who wouldn't be drawn to firelight? You get through this tree's uh, edge, and you see a clearing, and there is just a, a succulent dinner table laid out with plates piled high with desserts of all different shapes and sizes and colors. And, like, at the head of this table... On a tiny little chair floating in the air is like a fae. And like as soon as it sees you guys come into the clearing, it bids you welcome and says sit down and offers you food from the table. Like I would love to see all of the food be like individual slimes, jellies, puddings, you know, any unwitting character who swallows that pudding is going to be screwed. Yeah. But maybe like through through like some kind of fey bargain or some some kind of like binding quest creator, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, they can get help from it. But like, I would love to see a really dastardly, uh, cleverly laid trap that includes puddings that is sure. just like masked by 
some sweet succulent thing for some that like pudding yeah absolutely like i was thinking you know yeah jellos and like um like uh cream cakes that are just like basically piles of like whipped cream with fruit stuck in it and stuff like i feel like i heard jello is is non-canonical in the D &D universe but like it doesn't exist yeah oh that'd be fun that might have been like campaign specific i also don't think i would i would create that shit that rules yeah right yeah um like blood pudding and stuff you know I'd, i'd pull it all out like i'd find weird culinary things to mask for, for some reason, slimes are way more terrifying when you uh, integrate Fey into them in any way. I don't know. I think why, so too. I I feel I feel like the 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 moment that the party realizes what happens, like two things were will like come into their head. Like I'm slowly getting consumed from the inside out by uh, like a non sentient consumer thing, and then the only way I can live through this is by helping or bargaining with the fae like making a deal or a pack those or things on, on an individual level are terrible you yeah. know yeah, yeah. So, combine the two really? gonna eat anything you offer her i'm not i promise i won't do that in our campaign no, right? we're dealing with <laughs> that's fae, the problem like, with it's not this you yeah. podcast because it would kill our campaign it would it, it it, I, I wouldn't underestimate our fucking characters that much, but like at the same time too, like I would never spark a a scene from our campaign by talking about it on this right. podcast. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, Melina, just don't fail your insight checks, okay? Yeah. I mean, maybe I, maybe it's time for Graylin to get a familiar who checks all of Graylin's food. There you go. I'm just gonna have Kenzie do that. Just <laughs> kidnap. That's why I- here on my shoulder. Listen, just kid, <laughs> kidnap a kobold and have him eat your food before you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh man, Melina, so you got it. you got anything? Do I have anything? Yeah, I kind of want to. I think it'd be cool to see a slime just like roll over a hill onto an army, like a big old slime. A big old fucking slime, just like beanbag it across the countryside and take take up just like <laughs> armies and it's like just because like like i want some like goddess or god to like put it on the land and be like i'm so fucking done of you bathing my lands in blood it just scoops them all up yes <laughs> well so, have them roll through the back lines where all the commanders are <laughs> yeah yep that's where really solved that go. problem exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. okay yeah i like that yeah, back. it's a circle into the middle. Into the middle. You just get them all. Just get them all. Oh. He'll grow. He'll grow exponentially through the process as well. Have the well, god drop it right in the center, and it'll just fog over a hill. Yep. Just demolishing everything. Be like, oh, we don't. A hundred years later, we don't go to the Battle of Slime Hill anymore. Yeah, exactly. That would <laughs> we be don't go so there. Funny. It's a very, it's a very dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it. Many oozes were left. <laughs> don't don't get in a fight over here. There's a very spiteful goddess of slimes. Um, Did I hear you say you're going to Jelly Castle? Jelly Castle. <laughs> <laughs> the whole castle is just painted jelly. <laughs> That's scary and also a cool idea. Yeah. Um. All right. So I got two. Um. But the main one is uh. I just want a race of sentient uh jelly humanoids. In D and D, yeah, like or anything, like I'm yeah. gonna make them now. If I if no one else does, yes, do submit them to the wizards. I just think that would be so cool. They need some kind of culture, right? Cultivating small little baby slimes and oozes and puddings and like. I don't think they need to be evil, but I think they need to have the option to be good and evil. You know, maybe uh maybe like spark it with uh the religion. Yeah, coming to be like have a couple of the like touched jellies that have like some semblance of intelligence sure. like start you know they were left some... they were left to their own devices for centuries and yeah now they have taken the shape of humanoids and there's also the potential for some really cool names I think like very like cartoonish esque like you know like wiggles and stuff like. Like you know what I mean, just like weird, yeah, like funny names I, with lots of. O's. I see like the naming <laughs> generator being like either 
like some kind of onomatopoeia sure. that you like, you know, it's a sound or like just a cluster of like weird bubbly sounding. Yeah, just like very, you know, goofy, bubbly. Like Blogoth or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, some real weird <laughs> stuff. Like I like that a lot and giving them their whole own like unique culture. I think that would be really cool and the cool like class features and things that are unique. Maybe they're really weak in some way, but they can like slide through a door, you know. That would be yeah, interesting. It would be fun to try to put that in the balance of the game because slimes and oozes they do fit in to the balance sure. and and like attaching them to like some kind of humanistic framework would be fun because I feel like you just give them a high AC or something and give them the ability to squeeze through small spaces and then no other attribute increases because those two are already very powerful or give them like a like a a like mages ac Mm. but give them slashing and bludgeoning bludgeoning resistance and then also let them do the amorphous trait you know yeah something like that and then uh the other one which i'm not gonna go too deep into because i'm sure we'll talk about it at some point but like something that sparked this whole podcast i think was our discussion of mimics right yeah and i don't know if you remember the mimic kind of like uh society we were talking about right oh yeah and we're kind of <laughs> talking about it all yeah, the time <laughs> yeah and we're talking about like a threat you know that may uh encroach on the, the mimics i think in this this world that we're kind of discussing um, which you guys don't get to hear about completely yet, but no. essentially um, having them as like their uh, the opposite, you know, like the the one thing that they can't, neither of them can quite overcome the other, or maybe having them as their natural like competitor or predator, you know. I was actually gonna say like it would be awesome to see like um, like spy sex of each, yeah, and like you know incorporate that image of the. Uh, of the ooze as like the mortar between bricks. Sure. You know what I mean? Between the bricks that are mimics. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, It sounds so interesting, but what a boring storyline. The brick is a mimic and the, the the mortar between the bricks is a slime spy. And there's nothing happening because it's a brick wall. (laughs) Yeah. And like, they're just waiting for something to happen, but nothing happens. Just like, yeah, exactly. Just an interesting tidbit. But, um, I do like that idea because though I feel like without getting too deep into our mimic society, like that would be one of the only things missing from the lore of this. Yeah. Cause they can't go uncontested. No, I, and I don't want them to become like some kind of apex predator. Yeah. Because they you kind know, of they kind of can be both of them. They could be absolutely, absolutely, especially if they were if we bring in culture with them. Intelligence is a, a bastard. Yeah. So it's a scary thing when you're talking about monsters sometimes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Especially the ones who aren't really sentient to begin with, and you're you're gonna throw that shit in. And yeah, it, fully it, it gets... sentient slime creature is, is is freaky. Yep. Agreed. Sentience doesn't mean a good sense of morality. <laughs> no, it does not. Absolutely does not. All right. Well, uh, we'll finish this off with um, a special appearance from the special variant, the Psychic Gray Ooze. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it can um, evolve to become more intelligent and develop limited psionic abilities. Oh, shit. That That's scarier, isn't it? Um, but uh, <laughs> they live, uh, it happens from them living near psionic creatures such as the Mind Flayer. Um, oh, that. Yeah. Uh, so that they can uh, basically mimic psion- the psionic abilities that they leech from other psionic based uh, cultures and stuff. And is that like because they've absorbed so much uh, like of people who can use it? I would it, or... assume so. I mean, because like the whole mind flare thing is a weird sentience in itself. So maybe just like mm-hmm. constantly absorbing, you know, hive mind brains, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, just elevates it up to like a midway. Yep. So that's a because the only other kind that was like out of the ordinary was the dragon blood ooze. Dragon blood ooze, another another mm-hmm. honorable mention. Yeah, and I feel like uh, like those, I feel like those would have 
create be created in similar fashion you know what yeah. i mean like uh the slime that grows on the bottom of a dragon's horde or you know the, yeah exactly the, from the blood of its fallen victims or something mm-hmm. yeah. um okay cool well that's that's all i know about slimes so yeah i mean uh as far as like a monster in D goes this was not uh not too deep of a dive but fairly thorough i feel like sure yeah i think we uh, shine some light on different aspects people don't normally think of when they think of the ooze uh slime or pudding um and if nothing and else maybe you, you may have learned that pudding is a monster in D. yeah and maybe uh we inspired some people to use them uh terribly and dangerously in their campaigns yes if you <laughs> we're, we're slowly becoming a a great way to creatively tpk um, yes yes we love tpks <laughs> Need to know how to use a monster to kill your party? Here we Come are. Come see us Tune in. at <laughs> Mornings with Monsters. Yes. Find out on Mornings with Monsters. <laughs> Who would have thought a kobold would take out your entire level 10 party? Or an Don't underestimate those bastards. Nope. All I right. Underestimated in these D. <laughs> i think that's uh that's gonna do it for us today y'all we will see you next week on mornings with monsters bye, bye. see ya